You're listening to the What Do You Actually Do podcast. Each week, we want to bring you an inspiring interview, a useful tip or encouraging message to help you find your place in the professional world. Just a quick note to add that this interview was recorded before the global pandemic. Hello and welcome to this episode of What Do You Actually Do? My name's Kate Morris and I'll be your host today. In today's episode, we'll be talking about working in the environmental sector. Today, we're joined by Tom Padgett, who's a project manager for the Environment Agency. So, Tom, what do you actually do? That's a very good question, Kate. And, uh, thanks for having me here this morning. Um, so, I work for the Environment Agency. Sort of, I manage the Doing More for the Derwent project, which is one of the, the largest river restoration projects in the north. Um, and we're looking to renaturalise the River Derwent, mm. sort of between Moulton down towards Barnby. You know that that's near Selby. Um, it's a it's a really big project, looking at changing some of the the big historic impoundments to make life easier for fish trying to migrate upstream, tackling sediment issues, and working with landowners to stop runoff getting into the water in the first place. Um, and working really on habitat improvement and habitat creation down there. So it's a really important, it's a European protected site. It's one of the most important lowland rivers in Europe. Um, and there's there's lots of really sort of crucial biodiversity interest there. And it's, it's a really it's a really good project to be involved in why is it so important is it because of the biodiversity or the other reasons it is because of the biodiversity and because of the the form of the river um when it was made sort of sort of post-glacial period so um it's got a number of really heavily protected species there lamprey and otter as well and a sort of a, a range of protected plant species so what are the key elements of your role then doing that? You say you're project managing. What does that really involve? It's probably not a project management role in the traditional mm. sense. Um, it's more of a, a small programme. So I work very closely with lots of different teams internally and lots of partners externally to try and move things forward because the geography is very complicated. A lot of the issues there are very complicated and we need to work together um, with local communities and with sort of partner organisations. So most of my job, I would say, is probably around building, maintaining relationships mm. and kind of looking for where we can sort of get wins for, for multiple organisations there. So it's, it's kind of less, um, less the detail of project management and more about sort of bringing people together on, on board towards a common goal. So are you kind of on site in waders by the river or are you going more to sort of meetings with these different organisations? Sadly not as much time by the river in waders <laughs> as I'd like. Uh, I think I learned sort of fairly early on in my career that um, I really enjoy sort of field ecology roles um, but there's a lot of people out there who are a lot better than me at that um, and my skill set is probably more working with people to, mm. to, to bring them along so yeah most of my time is probably spent sort of talking to meeting with partners with local communities bits and pieces of media work um recording the occasional podcast well wow, got to be the highlight obviously <laughs> so what does a typical day look like for you then are you sort of on call are you getting up at the crack of dawn do you work in the same place every day how does it all start I generally work between two or three different offices, depending okay. on who I need to speak to sort of internally. Um, that's either in York, in Leeds, or um, we've got a small office in Beverly. 
it's either that or going to sort of different organizations to to their office meet with them um days generally are pretty different mm. um there's not sort of one one consistent bit of work um it depends entirely on where we are sort of in the in the financial year mm. and kind of in the year in terms of delivery because trying to do habitat works out on site you've got it's very seasonal yeah so you spend a lot of time sort of in the off season planning and working with with contractors to to find the best way of doing things um and then obviously around this time of year you're busy spending um your time trying to secure funding internally for for works for for next year so what was your starting point then where did your interest in working in the environmental sector come from because you you got your degree in biology yes so i've always been interested in sort of ecology wildlife since very young age mm. um and i kind of think when it came to to a levels i pretty much decided i wanted to go and do a biology degree i thought it gave me a better chance of getting a job than doing straight zoology not sure in hindsight <laughs> <laughs> so i did my undergrad at york uh, which was great um really good department i learned a lot probably learned slightly more if i'd had fewer nights out but never mind <laughs> these things that we learn um then after there I thought to be honest that it'd be really easy to get a job yeah and then there was a a realization that life isn't isn't quite that simple um I worked a few sort of temporary part-time jobs lost time in insurance mm-hmm. um and then a friend of mine actually told me about a, an opportunity at the environment agency um, which was just a, a temporary admin role um, and I kind of applied for and was successful in getting that. That became permanent. I managed to just work my way up there and I think that's kind of one of the, the benefits sometimes of a big organisation. I, mm. I know in a smaller organisation, it's very very generalised, but in a small organisation you might have more opportunity to kind of move around and get involved in different things mm. very early on. Um, in big organisations whilst there isn't necessarily that level of flexibility, there are a range of roles. And I think it's something that's really important to remember is that when it comes to recruitment in organisations, a lot of the time roles are just advertised internally first. So if you can get a foot in the door, it puts you at a real advantage in the future. So I think for me, that would be some advice I would give. Mm. And and I've sort of given repeatedly over the years is if there's an organisation you want to work in, just think laterally about yeah. it and I imagine then that the temporary admin work that you did whilst you were sort of trying to to get something you know more professional actually helped you get that foot in the door job in the first place absolutely because I was able to then get another job internally yeah um I was already well known you know you, you you're starting from an advantage there mm. um and I think I was really fortunate as well in in the first sort of roles I had there, the team that I worked in, mm-hmm. I'd always thought before I went into work that the most important thing was the job pushing forward with the career at the expense of everything else. Uh, and I think I quickly realised that probably one of the most important things to think about at work is the people. So I was really fortunate that I moved into a team there who were basically just like a big family. Yeah. Um, wide range of people experiences age but we all sort of got along and 
it's, it's really cheesy, but you didn't wake up and dread going to work. Yeah. And I think there can be a lot of roles out there which are very fulfilling in other mm. ways, but um, if the people aren't right, then it's a big disadvantage. What sort of roles have you done? You've sort of progressed your career from that temporary admin job within the Environment Agency up to now a big project management role yep. that's a sort of a European-funded project, etc., how have you kind of progressed within the organisation? You said you sort of built relationships and, and credibility. What sort of different roles did you do to get to where you I are think today? I went through a very circuitous route. Okay. But I think more and more that's what I'm seeing from people mm. I work with. Um, I worked for some time in our planning department and that gave me a really good grounding in a lot of sort of regulation um, and a lot of the regulatory framework, which I now use mm. um, in my current role. Um, one of the, the real benefits there as well, I think, working for a bigger organisation is they're very keen on developing staff. So um, I did get a fully funded part-time master's oh, brilliant. In, in, in planning, um, which was great over two years. You know, that really helped my career move forward. Mm. From, from that role, moved across and did some more environmental regulation um, and then finally managed to get a job um, in the sort of conservation team, biodiversity team, which was really useful. I got to work in some, some smaller projects and meet lots of people, work in a range of roles. Uh, there, I led that team for about a year, which was really good experience team leading and managing, um, which again is something I use now. Then following the floods that we had in York in 2015, um, I moved across to work um, as kind of the engagement lead um, in the aftermath of that. Mm -hmm. So that was very different work. Again, dealing with a lot of people on a day-to-day basis, a lot of different organisations in some quite challenging situations. But that, again, gave me different skill set, which helps me now. So did you have a kind of a grand plan of you're aiming to get to a certain point or did you just kind of keep picking moves that looked interesting to you? I knew I'd always wanted to work in conservation. Okay. Um, and I managed to get a role in that team, which was fantastic. After sort of two or three years there, you sort of think I'm ready to mm. I'm ready to move on. But because of some of the resource issues with a, a lot of organisations, there's not that many more senior roles there. Right. Um, and so competition is fierce and you need to do whatever you can to, to have the edge to get wider experience. So when other opportunities came up, mm. um, you know, if I was offered the opportunity to do something different for three months, six months um, and help out, the answer was always just yes. Um, because I knew that whilst it might not on the face of it seem like a, a logical step mm. it gives you a different different experience you get to meet different people and you develop different skills so what would you say are the core skills that you need to be happy and successful in the in sort of working in the environment but I guess in this project management role that you're you're doing now I think in terms of key skills um some if my colleagues hear this they'll laugh at me but I'd say <laughs> organizational skills are probably quite high <laughs> up there um, you need to be able to balance mm. quite a lot of conflicting agendas at the same time. Really um, an ability to kind of absorb very technical data mm-hmm. um, very quickly and then be able to, to use that really to, 
to argue your case and to bring people on board and a lot of the time it's about taking that that academic data mm. and distilling it down into a, a key a key point that you can you know give to partners or the public that's really crucial um being able to take the science and, and kind of use it in the public forum and really i think as i've said all along it's about being able to work with people yeah. and build those relationships quickly and, and maintain them mm. and i think from what you've been saying it sounds like having a real positive attitude and seizing opportunities as and when they arise is something that is particularly within a in, in a large organization as you say where there are opportunities to move about it's taking those chances absolutely i think you know i i look back on some of the chances i've taken over mm. the years and i think i can say whilst they've not always been the easiest option everything has given me more experience which has got me to where i am now mm-hmm. and which will put me in good stead you know for the future what would you say is your sort of best and worst aspect of the job then i think possibly the best aspect of my current role is probably the level of autonomy mm. so i lead the project as long as i can kind of meet the key deliverables everything else about how i go about that is is down to me so it gives me pretty much free reign to to go and think about different ways of doing things, look for kind of efficiencies, look for sort of novel approaches and work with different organisations. That's really good. Yeah, that must be really nice to have that responsibility and sense of ownership of your your work. Yes. I mean, in some in some senses, that's, that's always Scary. the biggest negative as well. <laughs> when it doesn't always go yeah. right. Um, that really is a big bonus for me, being able to sort of plan and manage your own workload. Mm. What about the worst aspect? That's a trickier one, really, I think. Um, I'd say there's a, there's a few challenges. A lot of the time, just by virtue of being part of, of a big organisation, yeah. it's some of, the, some of the processes that you need to go through which are very time-consuming mm-hmm. to learn, especially when you're needed to, to sort of navigate the maze of finance and procurement. Um, a lot of that process is quite, quite daunting. And that's probably the the thing I struggle with, but uh, working on it. Mm. So it's that red tape type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for sort of students or people thinking that they might want to work in this sector, what should they be thinking about or anticipating? What are the sort of key challenges or issues coming up in the future? You think sort of worth thinking about and perhaps looking into a bit further? I think as as a sector, there seems to be a greater shift now away from possibly even when I graduated more sort of traditional ecological conservation roles Mm. I think the focus now is climate and I think that's only going to continue certainly looking back at the recent election and before um, I think climate played a bigger role Mm. um, and it was it was more heavily discussed than previously Um, and certainly I think that's going to continue I think certainly with what we're expecting in terms of changes to rainfall, frequency and intensity, mm. um, managing flood risk is unfortunately going to be um, a bigger part of sort of the future in the environmental sector. Already a, a massive issue, yeah. but I think it's only going to grow. So it's looking at novel approaches to this. I think natural flood management mm-hmm. is certainly um, a growing area of interest and it's something which I know quite a lot of sort of 
um, environmental, but a lot of students are, are very interested in. Um, I certainly get a lot of uh, interest from academics in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's an area which has the potential to grow further. So it sounds like it's only becoming more and more important, um, this field in particular, and a yes. real opportunity to, it sounds cheesy, but make a difference. I think there's definitely an opportunity to do that, yes. I think what I would say to to students coming out of academia is just that there's a need to be flexible. There are very few roles that allow you to go straight into to the job you want. Yeah. Um, and competition for those is, is quite extreme. And I would say if you're looking at big organisations, then take the opportunity to, to get in where you can, get yourself known. Mm. And that's a good way of sort of building your reputation and, um, and getting more opportunities there. I know certainly from my perspective, I've, I've done everything via a very circuitous route. Mm. But I think looking back, there probably wasn't an easier way for me to have done it. So flexibility, being prepared to start at the bottom and not in necessarily your dream job straight away are really important. Any other sort of top tips for people wanting to break into the sector? Is there sort of key bits of work experience that's worth having? Or would you say it's worth gaining those postgraduate qualifications before trying to get the job? Or actually, there's still opportunities to get further training within the agency? I'd say there's definitely opportunity to get further training and development as you move forward. I can only speak for my experience, Mm. but I would say that those postgraduate qualifications are useful at a later date and not necessarily um, I found at the start of my career so I would definitely look at you know the option to to gain some work experience Mm. and and then sort of marry that up with postgrad qualifications as well great thank you um well for more information about the career areas we've mentioned today I'm going to add some relevant links to the episode description and a link to a full transcript of today's show so if people want to find out more about that they can do including the work experience thank you so much for joining us today Thomas well, thank really you very much for having me thanks for joining us this week on what do you actually do this episode was hosted by myself Kate Morris and edited and produced by the careers and placements team If you love this podcast, spread the word and subscribe. Are you eager to get more tips? Follow University of York Careers and Placements on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. All useful links are in this episode description. This has been produced at the University of York Careers and Placements. For more information, visit york.ac.uk forward slash careers.